This is for all my fellow rebels out there. You know who you are. And just quickly, my definition of rebel is someone who doesn't like being told by other people what to do, and who doesn't even like being told what to do by your own self. That's right. So shout out to Gretchen Rubin, who talks about this. Rebels are people who don't like to respond to external expectations, and they don't even like meeting internal expectations, or at least they resist them. So a quick example, and this is all, this is all borrowed from Gretchen Rubin, but rebels think that New Year's, uh, New Year's resolutions are particularly silly. Why would a point, why would one day in the year, you know, why would January 1st each year matter? Another way you can know if you're a rebel is if you're less motivated by external expectations that are positive, like someone saying, oh, I know you can get this done by Friday, and you're more motivated by external expectations that are negative. Dude, there's no way you can get this done by Friday. So now that that's clear, we know what, you know, we know roughly the blueprint for, for rebels. I want to talk about how to, if you're a rebel, how to be more effective uh, in your work, and then if I have time, I'll talk about how to help managers manage rebels. Because although rebels are extremely valuable, they can be a little bit tricky and challenging to, to manage sometimes. So first, rebels, how to make yourself more productive. First, acknowledge that you're a rebel. And you know, a rebel doesn't mean you're like against the world or you're negative or you have to drive a motorcycle or anything. A rebel just, it just to me, it means how you respond to, to external expectations and how you respond to your own expectations. Just like Gretchen Rubin explained it and helped me understand it about a year ago. All right, so rebels, the way to make sure to make yourself more productive is to look for opportunities to prove people wrong. Because deep down, you know that's what motivates you. You may or may not be competitive. You probably are competitive, and if you don't think you are, you probably just haven't realized it yet. That's where I was. Um, but all you need to do is find an external, you know, find external expectation, uh, external expectations where people think you can't achieve the desired outcome, and just really dig into that. Nothing's more motivating. So, what I mentioned earlier, if, you, if someone says, oh, there's no way you can get this done by Friday, right? If you say that to me, literally from that moment forward, all I'm doing is planning to figure out how to show you that that's not true and I can get it done by Friday or earlier. That's just how, that's just the personality trait. You can say it's good, you can say it's bad, but we're not here for that. We're just here to figure out how to, how to make it useful. So, I think know this about yourself. And then, you know, another way to become more productive, which overlaps with my second theme of how to help managers manage rebels, is as a rebel, you need to communicate this to the people around you. Now, you don't have to go into massive detail, but you can just explain to them that, you know, tight deadlines are very motivating, but only when people think you can't achieve the results. If people are expecting you to achieve the results, it's it's both not exciting anymore, and you're you're not, like, super interested in that type of... um, expectation so you say well why does it instead of instead of thinking how can I crush that deadline you're gonna be thinking you know does that deadline really make sense do we really need it by then if I get it to end of Friday is anyone gonna look at it till Monday Monday morning people got stuff going on so I hope you understand next I'm gonna spend the last minute talking about how managers can manage rebels and I've kind of spoiled it already but if you're a manager and you notice someone on your team is a rebel, or just they appear air quotes disagreeable, or if you present something, they're always they're they're doing a good job of challenging it, but they're also, you know, it's almost like they have as many, they have more problems 
they have more problems than they have solutions, then here's what you need to do. You need to start framing up your expectations to them in a format of, all right, here's the project we're looking to do. We're not sure of its value yet, so now, now you're not telling them what the value is. And we're not sure you'd be able to get it done by next Tuesday at 2 p.m. That's probably unrealistic. And, you know, you know, someone who's been here longer, they could probably get it done. But, you know, I know you just started. And it's probably, you just started. This, this would be real. I mean, I don't think you could do it. So I don't want to set an unrealistic expectation for you. <laughs> Holy cow, if you did that to me, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing and deliver and, and make sure I deliver it no matter what. In the last three months, what new skills have you acquired? Either technical skills, book smart skills, or people skills, like soft skills. Is your Have you taken action to improve your IQ? If you don't think that's possible, which it is, have you taken action to improve your EQ? Now, for those of you like me who are bookworms, if you've read 10 books in the last month and you haven't done anything differently in terms of how you execute in your in your job, then I, you know I would challenge you to say how are you turning your how are you taking book smarts and turning it into practical executable value. But for many for many of you, you're not reading books, you're not listening to enough podcasts, you're not setting specific goals to improve on specific skills, whether technical skills or soft skills. You're not tracking your ability to improve in these areas. So I hope you're not surprised that you're not getting better. Now, if I'm, if my tone's a little bit harsh or intense or seems like I'm teasing you, it's because I'm really just teasing myself. Like, am I serious? I've been working professionally for 10 years. And yeah, three or four years ago, I acquired some new skills. Two years ago, I acquired some skills. You know, six months ago, I worked really hard to learn, you know, to learn, to really get good at some software that I knew a little bit about. And now I feel like I know just about everything there is to know about it. But in the last three months, what new skills have I acquired? All right, I'm not going to answer that in case anyone I work with listens. Obviously, I have some skills. Obviously, I'm competitive in my role, I'm good at it, getting you know, success in some areas, but have I, some of the things that I really wanted to learn, I haven't learned yet. So, for those of you out there, artificial intelligence, not a fad, voice recognition software, Amazon, you know, Echo, Alexa, Siri, this is all just simply how things are going to be. Obviously, if you're listening to this on Anchor, you're probably paying attention a little bit better than most people, but either way, I need you to sit back, you know, if you're still listening, you need to think about what new skills have you acquired in the last three months? What new skills do you intend to acquire in the next three months? This is your only only chance to compete in the current marketplace. If you're concerned about your job getting automated by robots, learn to build robots, learn to program robots, learn, now don't break any laws, but if you want, learn how to hack into robots. In the future economy where robots take every job, I'm sure there's going to be a risk of people hacking into the robots. So if you could figure out how to hack into robots and then go work for the robot companies and teach them how to make their robots hack-proof, now you got a job. 
So I really want to ch- challenge everybody with what specific new things are you learning? And if I've said it five times, I should say it 50 more times in literally the next minute and a half. It should only be me repeatedly saying, what new skills are you learning? What new skills are you learning? If you stop learning new skills, you stop, you prevent yourself from having the opportunity to add incremental value to your company. If you stop learning new skills, you will stop getting paid more and you will stop getting promoted. If you stop learning new skills, you will not be relevant in your job in five or 10 years, okay? If you're interpersonally strong enough, you can hide this, but people like me see it. We can tell, you're not hiding, you're not fooling us, okay? The people who do the work, who understand data, (laughs) we know, we know, we see what's happening, okay? And now, I don't wanna discount people's skills. Obviously, that's an area that, you know, I wanna be really strong in, I think it's extra important in, in the future. But if you're making, if you're achieving all of your success based on your people skills and you're not acquiring technical skills, what are you doing? Get in the game, get in the game. Have both. If you're strong with people and you're strong technically, I'm gonna work for you. Because you're gonna be, if you're better at people, you're gonna win, you're gonna pass me. However, if I'm better at learning new things, and I finally, it finally occurs to me that people skills matter than stupid SQL and data and big data analytics and all this, it's important that people skills are more important. If I'm good at learning, I'm just gonna learn those skills and then I'm gonna pass you. And no, it's not a zero sum game, we can win together. But you know, I'm a little bit competitive, I want you to be competitive too. If you're not learning new skills, you're gonna work for me the end.